Pacers running also giving us a donation for the Fisher House. Uh, you can get yourself a $140 gift card. That's going to be one pair of shoes all by donating to the Fisher House. We'll be given more information on that later. Uh, this Atlanta game is a must win. Mm. This is, this is, I'm, and it's kind of, you know, when you're talking about this, like they're still in the playoff hunt and there's still lots of football to be played. But realistically, this game is a must win because if they lose to the Falcons, the Falcons will leapfrog them in the standings for that wild card and essentially have a two game lead on them because you can't, you, you lose the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have, you, you have to have more games. Now, that being said, if Washington wins, they have that much more of an advantage against yeah. the Falcons mm-hmm. and the Falcons are still in play, at least for the horrible uh, NFC South division. NFC East is a beast. Is this the biggest game of the Ron Rivera era here in Washington? No. Can you think of a bigger game? Non-playoff game, I'm assuming. Well, non-playoff game. Yeah. Right. Is this the biggest regular season game of his tenure? Because this is the first time at this point of the year that the team has been over 500, right? So they've been 500, but I don't know if they've been they have not been over 500 this late in the season in his in his regimes so can you can you name me a bigger game i mean that philadelphia game two years ago that they had to win to get to to win the nfc east at seven and nine right they were six and nine and they had to beat philly in that last game to win Uh, i mean that was a pretty big game but this game right here it is like you said if they lose then they're six and six atlanta's six and six and they own the tiebreaker. You still got San Francisco ahead of you. You still got teams. Look out! Detroit's right behind you. You're still trying to catch the Giants. Still trying to catch the Cowboys. You're still trying to catch the 49ers. All these teams. I just think this is probably the biggest, biggest game, regular season game of his of his era of his coaching time here. Trev, what do you think? Because we got a couple people. We got Sean and Michael saying no. Uh, hmm. Gus Bus saying no way we can still lose the Falcons and have a season to play for. Oh yeah, we still have a season to play for. But I'm just exactly. saying, and that's that's the biggest when I, game. even when I said that it's a must win. Like there are still plenty of games left to win, sure. but this one right here I think holds a lot of importance when it comes to the wild card race because you, you have to imagine they're not likely to catch either Philadelphia or the Cowboys in the division. You know, they're, they're, they're not that far back, you know, realistically with as many games they have, but a lot of things have to go right. This is one that they're in direct competition with the Falcons for a wild card. And it just, it, Mm -hmm. it, it's a must win. Now, whether or not it's the biggest Sean saying Philly two years ago was the biggest game that was to win the division. Right, right, right. And and yeah, I get that, but that you were six and nine at the time when you were playing Philly and yes, it was a big game. Wins yeah. the division and gets you into the playoffs. Isn't yeah. that bigger? During a COVID year while battling cancer, that's probably the biggest game, I think, of the Rummer Bear era. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I could probably be convinced of that. But it's certainly the biggest game of this year. This, Yeah, this is the biggest game of this year. But if Definitely. we win, the Giants next week will be the biggest game this year. Absolutely so, it will. And if you lose, it'll be even bigger. 
Yeah. Right? Because you have to win that game. Well, yes, this is a big game this year, but not the biggest. I think the division championship COVID year, cancer year was the biggest. Okay. I, I can pr- I can live with that for now. Okay. I was just curious. I was just curious what you guys thought it, about that. I agree. It is a big game. It is a must win, but you're right, Trev. Every, every game is a must win here. EP in the house. In his house. Um, literally in the house. She's upstairs. I'm pretty sure I can hear her. <laughs> the, uh, the um, she's going to be doing a lot of Thanksgiving prep, so I'm going to have to make sure we we're on time and target here today, <laughs> gentlemen. All right. So the Falcons. I see some people saying the Falcons do not worry them. Is there anything, Trevor, yeah. that worries you that the Falcons bring to the table? Two things: a mobile quarterback. And Cordell Patterson. Uh, I'm not saying Marcus Mariota is a world beater on the on the ground, but he came out of college with that trait. He's a mobile quarterback. We've seen it. He can do just enough. I mean, we see what Taylor Heineke does just enough sometimes for mobility. Carson Wentz has done that with mobility just enough. We're not saying it's a huge threat, but he can do just enough. And then Cordell Patterson. He just broke the record for kickoff returns. Our mm-hmm. special teams have been pretty have been pretty decent lately, but we haven't been kicking the Cordell Patterson. We've been kicking the fifth-string cornerbacks and fifth-string wide receivers. So that scares me because before this win streak we've been going on, our special teams was kind of poopy. We weren't really covering downfield like we normally do. So those are the two biggest fears. If we can contain Mariota and can contain Cordell Patterson, we should be just fine. Trev, before I go to Stoner on there, how many yards on the season do you think Mariota has rushing? Mm. 127. Wow, that's more than that. Way more, way more than that. For if you think, yeah, the way you asked, I figured it was going to be lower than I really thought it was. No, I'm just curious because you're telling me he's an elite rusher, so I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, he must think that he's rushing for like 700 yards or something like this. Well, see, then the way you asked, I was, I was, I wanted to be like 300, 400, but the way you asked, I was like, it's probably like lower than. Go ahead and give me the number you originally were thinking. 362 yards. 362. Okay. And what would close. what it's almost it's really damn close. Spark, I'm not looking at anything. The uh the um what would be his best rushing game? Like how many oh. yards did he get? Can you tell me who he played? Uh the Saints week one. Oh. Um he had yeah. about 80 yards rushing that game. He had a bomb pretty, game that game. Pretty pretty close. So he has 372 yards rushing on the year. You were 10 off. Uh, <laughs> if this was Price is Right, I don't imagine anybody, anybody beats you. No. Uh, and then he had uh, 72 yards rushing uh, in that game. He's had a couple other good ones. Uh, one against Tampa Bay, seven rushes for 61 yards, six rushes for 50 yards against San Francisco. So, yeah, there's there's a a light rushing attack that from him or, you know, mobility that could potentially worry us. I'm not too worried about that. Given the fact that Jamin Davis has absolutely come alive. Bostic playing the run has been doing well. You got Defoe, Cam Curl. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but Percy Butler has been playing defense. They've had four safeties out. Hmm. I think it was like nearly 22 snaps. Shout out Percy Butler. Hmm. And Bobby McCain playing in the slot. Bobby McCain in the slot. Mm-hmm. I'm not Which too worried about the rushing, um, yeah. you know, attack from Mariota. Cordell Patterson does worry me. Stoner, mm-hmm. 
who if if it's not Cordell Patterson, is there anybody else out there from the Falcons that is a little bit, you know, making you shake in your boots? Yeah, I'll give you a dollar if you can name me who who leads Atlanta in rushing without looking. I see Cordell without looking. I mean, I had already had it up, so I yeah. Can't, yeah. He does not. He does not. Who is it? Mariota? No. It is a guy named Algier. Oh, the running back? Or, yeah. Or the, yeah. So here's here's the problem with Atlanta. Atlanta is what every team who doesn't have a good quarterback wants to be on offense. They run the S out of the ball. Yeah. Okay. So they I'll run the damn ball. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Did it better that time? A little yeah. bit better. Okay. They're third in the league in rushing. Okay. They rush for 159 yards a game. They have four guys, four, who have gained more than 335 yards rushing. Four guys on their squad, which one of them, of course, is Mariota. Okay? They have a potent, potent rushing attack. Now, Washington's defense is sixth against the run. Okay? They only give up 103 yards. Something's got to give here, right? Either we're going to stop them. Or that's what they're going to do is they're going to pound the ball and Mariota is just going to go out there and, and throw just a, a, enough passes to make it happen. So this is gonna there's going to be a lot of running in this game. See that, and that's my – when I say like – I don't fear Mariota with his rushing. I just mm-hmm. fear when it's third and seven, third and nine, and we got him dead to rights and he escapes the pocket and runs for 12, 20 yeah. yards. It's going to happen. That's, yeah, that's, that's, what mm-hmm. I, is, that's what I fear because it happens all the time. So – their strength is running the ball. Our strength is stopping the run. Okay, they're terrible on defense in every asset uh, mm-hmm. aspect of their defense, especially against the pass. They're 29th. and that doesn't mean anything because we're our own worst enemy on offense. But we can't throw the ball. We don't have a great offense. So that's what's. It's. I think it's going to be a really low scoring game. There's going to be a lot of runs. That clock is just going to go, 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 yeah, the, go, go. The clock is definitely going to be ticking quite a bit here. Yeah. As, uh, I don't think they trust either QB to air it out. On the on the rushing side, as far as this is a test that Washington is very familiar with. The Eagles game was one where they had a potent rushing attack, and Washington yeah. was able to stop it. Who do you, Who's That's number true. one? Stoney, you probably know who's number one. In rushing? In rushing. Um, I would probably say the Giants or it's going to be somebody like the Giants or Tennessee um, or Atlanta. No, Atlanta's third. So it's going to be a team that's doing. There's two teams better. And one of these teams who happens to be number one is a team Washington played. Trev, you want to take a guess? We've already played Played. them. We've already played them. Tennessee. Chicago Bears. I was actually, that was my next guess was Chicago. Now, a lot of that has come from these last few weeks. Washington Mm -hmm. just absolutely shut the doors on Justin Fields and the Bears. And then after that game, something clicked because that that offense has been just absolutely steamrolling defenses. They started, Justin Fields started running. Yeah, and so he was running. <laughs> it was running. This this is a test that Washington's passed time and time again. Do you think that they'll pass it this time, Trev? Yeah, hell yeah. We're gonna get punched in the mouth with like a 30, 40 yard run by Algier or Mariota, 
and we'll hunker down and, and shut down the, the run game and, and make Mariota be a pocket passer. We'll, we'll get it done. Their passing we'll offense, Trev, is 31st. They exactly. The we'll second have, all right, worst. So, all right. Who have they real, who have they played real quick? I'm, I know it's probably off subject, but like I'm trying to look at defensive line. Who have they played so far? I mean, the Rams and the Saints. I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up right this second here. So they lost to the Saints 27-26 in the opening week. They lost to the Rams 31-27, then beat the Seahawks 27-23 and the Browns 23-20. Lost to the Buccaneers 21-15. 49ers, they won 28-14. Lost to the Bengals 35-17. Won against the Panthers 37-34. Chargers, they lost 20 to 17. Panthers, they lost 25 to 15 and just beat the Bears 27 to 24. So we pretty much have outside of the Rams in the early season, because that was week two, so everybody was healthy. Outside of the Rams and maybe Buccaneers at the time they played them, we were probably the best defensive line they've faced or will have faced this at this point. 49ers, did you mention them? Oh, yeah, them too. 49ers. We beat yeah. them. So they were somebody was probably hurt for the 49ers. Yeah. Probably, most of probably any, any given Sunday. Yeah, I know, but I mean they had yeah. they had to play uh, Tampa. Remember, they were uh, they should have what was it? They should have lost to Tampa. They should have they had that bad. Um, they were they were playing really well, and then they had the where they tackled Brady, and then mm. they called a you know a yeah. roughing the passer when it really oh wasn't yeah any roughing yeah, passer. Okay. And then yeah. they ended up holding on to the ball because I think that was third down. Tampa mm-hmm. ended up holding the ball. Atlanta had all the momentum. They've had some games where they've beaten good teams and they've lost to bad teams. And it, it's kind of weird to figure out. But I don't think they play well outdoors. I think I they need say, to at home. And I don't think they're going to do well on the road either in this in this atmosphere we got yeah. coming Sunday. So. But, I mean, uh, there's a good chance to beat Atlanta. They're not great. We're not great. You know, they're not terrible. We're not terrible. It's just one of those games where you got two, basically 500 teams punching each other in the mouth, trying to get that playoff position as we only, you know, we get down to the last month and a half of the season. So it's, it's going to be a heck of a game. There's going to be a lot of, like I said, a lot of running, I think in this game, Nathan. Yes. Last year we played them. We remember the infamous play. Taylor Heineke is going crazy under distress, turns mm. and fires across the daggone parking lot to find J.D. McKissick. Yeah. We don't have J.D. McKissick anymore. You do have so, Gibson. You do have Samuel. Who is going to be that X factor in this game if it comes down to something like that again where we have to rely on somebody to, spe- to step up and make a miraculous play to – I, I, I think this is a game that you're going to see Antonio Gibson again just be – uh, a dominant factor to him. All right. So I think that he's easily going to surpass a hundred yards from scrimmage. And he is going to be that, that person who's going to just eat up the space, you know, the way that JD McKissick did in that last play, you know, you, I'd like to see, you know, Terry McLaurin ball it out. I'd like to see B Rob ball it out. And, you know, the offense just have a good day. But as far as the X factor, especially when you're talking the offense, because you brought it up from a perspective of JD McKissick, Antonio Gibson's going to be that guy. Now, I love Curtis Samuel and what he brings to the table, but Antonio Gibson is going to be the one that this this game, you know, is the ball. The game is going to be on his back essentially, mm-hmm. and 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 Brian Robinson's to a certain extent as well. Whereas Curtis Samuel just 
just does great things and great plays. So the X factor for me is going to be Antonio Gibson. Stoner? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, it's definitely going to be a running back. I just, again, we've been saying this for week after week. I just think they're going to rely on their two bell cows, the, you know, Gibson and, and, and uh, Robinson. They're just going to run the heck out of the ball as much as they can because they can't really stop the run. They're, they're 21st against the run. They're 29th against the pass. They're the 30th ranked defense in the NFL. That doesn't mean we're just going to score all over the place on them, but we're going to be able to move the ball, but you're going to be running the ball. We're going to be running the ball so much that the clock's just going to tick, tick, tick. You're just going to have less possessions in this game. And and so you need to capitalize on that. You can't go on an eight play drive and get bogged down at the three yard line and kick field goal. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to punch it in. And that's where the Robinson and the Gibson and the Samuel come into play. I don't think you're going to see any big touchdown throws from Taylor. No. You're just going to see a lot of no, seventy-five yard bombs to the like, coming this yeah, game. Yeah, I like the sitting in sitting in four one four with Sean Logan Thomas. I kind of see him as kind of being an X factor. You know, like mm-hmm. he showed up big last game, crucial third down catches to keep the drive alive, even though we mm-hmm. were running it. But we might, you know, get stopped on the run on first and second down, and we end up in third and seven, third and six, mm-hmm. and. You know who's open? Logan Thomas, just to get us an eight-yard gain, a nine-yard gain, just to keep the drive going. That, that's a good expected for me. But all three, I think, are yet: Gibby, B. Rob, and Logan. I don't see much from McLaurin, Diami, Curtis vertically. You know, I don't like you said. I don't see him. This might be like a four-target game for Terry. You know, <laughs> one of those kind of games. So hopefully yeah. not. I'd love to see some more for him. I'm interested. Uh, and Stoner, you tend to have the stats there. Because you're talking about not, you know, they're, 20, they're bad against the pass. What's their their pass rush look like? I mean, uh, their pass rush. I mean, defensively, they're they're 29th against the pass and 27th in scoring. They give up almost 25 points a game. I mean, they've got Grady Jackson. He's got five and a half sacks. Grady Jarrett. Grady, Grady Jarrett. Sorry. And uh, yeah, he's he's got five and a half sacks for them. He leads them in sacks. Their linebacker, Rashawn Evans, Alabama kid, right? 106 tackles already. Wow. Okay. So, like, for us. back, too, by the way. Was that real or was that just a thing? It's real. Oh, okay. Um, And then if you look at Washington, Cole Holcomb, who hasn't played, I believe, three straight, at least two straight weeks, three, four weeks in a row now, he still leads the team in tackles, and it's only 72. Right. So this Rashawn Evans has 106. That's how. So he's a guy you're going to have to deal with. uh, Possibly even. uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying the young man is a bad linebacker, but tackles is one of the most overblown stats in the box score. Get you to the Pro Bowl. It will. It does. It It does. It's it's way overvalued to that point. Absolutely. Um you know, now I'll say this: him being a linebacker tackles, I think, has a little bit more. Yeah, that's, that's when people lot. are like this: this safety or this yeah. cornerback is got like oh, hundred tackles. tackles and like uh, that yeah, means that they were being targeted quite yeah, a bit. Say, we got burned, and that's not a good thing. So, with the linebacker, there might, there's a little bit more context to it, but it is overblown. Yeah. I thought, I, if if for him, if you're telling me he has. You know, so many tackles for loss. 
Now you're telling me I have a disruptive player that we're going to have to move the ball against. And that mm-hmm. that's something. If you're telling me he has 106 tackles, that tells me, great, that their defensive line is going to let Gibson and Brian Robinson get to him to make those tackles. That so that true. to me seems like it might be actually a good thing here. Uh, Hall of Fame, London Fletcher is on the ballot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's probably tackle. why he's not in is because the tackles are a little bit overblown. Right, because he's got a gazillion tackles, but he's not a Hall of Fame. We're going to do a quick aside here. We all know how much I like the captain, so uh, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He he he's won a Super Bowl. Yes, the tackle thing is uh, is a little overblown, but he is an Iron Man. That's not overblown. That's right. Staying healthy enough, uh, the best ability is availability, and he was available and playing at high level for for more than a decade. Sixteen. 16 years without missing a start. Yep. That's insane for a lot. Yeah. Just, it's amazing. Needs to be, thank you for the quick aside. Needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Former ref the district guest, too. Former ref the district guest. And yes, Tommy T Pro Bowl is overrated as well, especially now. It's it's more of a popularity contest than it is anything. You get you get guys voted into the Pro Bowl who played like six games, but because they're a big (laughs) name, people are gonna vote them in. It's 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 why people are starting to put a little bit more stock into the NFL 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even that, that is more of a popularity contest with your buddies. And, you know, it's like going back to high school and doing the, super, you know, super, uh, super, super little super, superlatives. What are they called? Yeah. The word. And, uh, and be like, hey, this person's going to be the most famous. Like, great. That, I don't, wow, the I don't, <laughs> no one cares. And maybe I have a little bit of a of a bone to pick there as uh, I moved around a lot, so I didn't exactly get the. the I was going to say, did you not get a superlative? <laughs> I, I, I missed out on tip. on best actor to a guy who. Well, I'm oh, not going to disparage him. That's after the whistle segment. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying. All right, let's get back to the football here. <laughs> We've talked a lot about what Washington's failed to do on offense. Oh Lord. We also talk about, you know, sometimes a get right game. Can this be a get right game for Washington's offense? Yes, it can simply because their defense is not good. So you got to take advantage of that. Because we got a division game coming up next week. No matter the records, we all know how division games are. So this is a very, 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 very get rightable game. Like Senator said, they're horrible on defense. There's no mm-hmm. reason why. Now, with that being said, they they just can't go by what paper says mm-hmm. any given Sunday. Don't have that mindset as, oh, they're ranked 30th and whatever. Oh, we got this. No. Frank, they're first in this. They're first in that. Yeah. Remember when you had, like, uh, Minnesota's pass defense was, like, third worst or something yeah, like that? They were and, fourth and, we of it. and we threw you a know. pick to lose the game. Yeah. Or a horrible pass defense. Or Houston's, uh, they had their rush defense was historically bad. Yeah. Okay. And now we did pretty well, but we didn't even meet their their average mm. given up uh, yards. No. Right. And our yards per carry wasn't great, but no. we did enough in that game. But just saying that we haven't necessarily the offense has not necessarily taken advantage of what the weaknesses of the opponent's defense has been. So they've got to do that. It's home. You're rolling. Chase Young is possibly back. Everybody's feeling good. Blackout game. 
it's a you know what I mean? The, the, the vibe is good, everything's good. So this is the opportunity for a get right game for sure. For the I hope the Falcons are wearing their red helmets with the black falcon instead of black. This is gonna be black on black helmets. Yeah, but, I don't think they're allowed to, are they? If yeah, I don't think they can wear black. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be in white because we will be in black. That is something I'm I'm looking forward to. I will be mm-hmm. there physically at the game with my family. Uh, so it should be hopefully a good, good time for us. We'll see how it goes. Let's go ahead and get in the score predictions here as well, I go ahead and bring up the, uh, I mean, overwhelmingly out of 930 votes, 88% of you believe that the commanders are going to win this one. Yeah, that's. That's pretty heavy one-sided, but it was for Houston as well. I believe that was 91%, something like that, thought Washington would win. So that scares me a little bit, but it won't affect my prediction. Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be different. Uh Lucid here says, I think with Pitts being out, this should be easier on our defense. Plus, Mariota is not an elite passer. And if our D-line plays good again, we could actually dominate this game. Offense has to be productive as well, though. Commanders, 24 to 13. Let's not forget one thing about Atlanta, okay? Drake London's the real deal, okay? He's not just some guy who uh, was picked in late rounds and is kind of succeeding out of nowhere. He was a top 10 pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Number eight, yes. Yeah, he's he's a top eight pick. He's having a fantastic year already. He's somebody they're going to have to deal with as well. So although Mariota just doesn't throw the ball that much and they don't want him throwing the ball, I believe last couple of games he's averaging like 19 passes a game. He's had games where he's thrown it like 13 times, 14 times. They just don't want him throwing the ball. But make no mistake, they have some weapons. But they shouldn't they don't have the quarterback necessarily to get them the ball. So I just just be careful with with trying to think that we're going to just completely shut them down. You don't think this is going to be another Houston game? No, no, because their offense is – I mean, they're, they're scoring 20, 23.5 points per game, okay? Their offense scores way more than Washington's offense does. Now, they, they don't do a whole lot in the passing game, and overall they don't have a whole lot of yards and all that, but they score. When they get in the red zone, they score because they have a really, really good running game. So as long as they get down there, just watch out. Be careful. All right. Let's go ahead and get in the scores. We got several already in the chat here. Sean's taking Washington 27 to 13. Uh, Joseph is 37 to 13 for Washington. Roger, we can smash them. 24. Roger's coming around, isn't he? Yeah. Well, because they're, what are they doing? Running the (laughs) am ball. (laughs) Exactly. As long as they keep doing that, Roger is here for it. I mean, he still attacks uh, some of the play calling, which is understandable. Some of that play calling is a little bit uh, rough, but, uh, you know, it does seem like this could be another game. Washington walks away with Trev. Where are you, where are you sitting on this one? 24, 13. Uh. A Washington command. Yeah, this is. I didn't think you were going to go against the dubs. This is a dub waiting for it. How about you, Stoner? What you got? Yam had it 23 17 Washington, by the way. He's he just said uh, that he posted it very early. Uh, so he had it 23 17. I love that score. 
I love 2317. I'm going 2317 as well. Atlanta. What? Yeah, I just you think, I think, a, you think Heineke underperforms and, and like yeah. just I do too, bro. I know. I, I, one I of these to next play. two games, Heineke is going to lose the game for Washington, and this and might this be the perfect, time. Yeah, this is the perfect one to do it with. It's it so bad. It shouldn't happen. The vibe is good. Everything's rolling really well. This is what it does. This is what happens. We all get way up here. We all are just like, yes, they should beat this team. Yes, they're better than this team. Yes, they're rolling. Yes, all this. Everything up here, they're due for a dud. They're just due for a dud right now. They didn't even have that big of a dud when they lost to Minnesota. right? They were right there. They had a 10-point lead. They should have basically at least had a chance to go down to tie the game late in the game if not for the Ridgeway play on that field goal but it's just it just feels like it's due they're due for a dud living his best life getting t-shirts made F it Terry's down there somewhere that t-shirt right. is amazing and I, I need to cop that t-shirt I need right. I, I'm so disappointed I didn't make that t-shirt okay like I've been thinking of some ideas and some stuff when I saw that t-shirt I was like dang you do it he beat me to it. Uh, I will. I will always. You know. I'm all. I hope I'm wrong. Right. I. I don't try to be negative or a Debbie Downer like that. But I will always give you my honest opinion, mm-hmm. and that's my honest opinion that the team is due for a dud. But I could. I hope I'm wrong. I could totally be wrong. It doesn't it, feel like, with the way they're playing right now, that they should have a dud. But I just. I've been burned too many times, and I think this is one of those games. Now, I feel like out of the next two games, they're going to lose one and win one. So if they do lose, I think they'll bounce back really well against the Giants. Well, Stoner, you are alone on that one for yes. this particular one here. And and it's not that that I have a lot of faith in Taylor Heineke. You know, he is who he is. We are riding with him. We're all going to be a part of the Heineke Hive. No, we're this not, season. Nathan. No, we are not. He's Trev, just our quarterback. Trev, he is our quarterback. quarterback. He's our quarterback. You're going to ride with him, are you not? No, I'm not. I'm riding with the You're defense. riding with him. And I'm riding with the special teams and everybody else. He just happens to be the quarterback of the team I ride with. But I'm not riding with him. Hell no. <laughs> I am. I don't care how much I dislike. He's our he's our QB. The team's rallying yeah. around him. The coaches are rallying around him. I've got to. I'm. You know. Oh, I'm hit with Trev in the fact that he's Trev. Trev again. Taylor Hankey is who he is. I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback. I'm saying yeah. he's our quarterback, and I'm riding with him. Here's the thing. That's why. Here's why my, my biggest pet peeve. It took us to go get Carson Wentz and to break his finger for the team to rally behind him because we love him. We had him for the past two years, uh-huh. so why did we even do what we did? They went out and they got a, they went out and tried to get a new QB. That's why I'm saying, like Trev, it's not about Trev. It's not about believing Heineke's the it franchise did. quarterback. It's about the fact that he is our quarterback and we're riding with him. Well, y'all can ride on. I'm riding some. I'm riding on a different. All right, you can, you can, you can catch us, catch us up in the playoffs, my man. All right, I'll be in there with you on the deepest side of the ball. That's what I'm saying. And that's Stoner's trying to sit there and say this is going to be a letdown game, and Taylor's going to play like trash and all this. Here's the thing: I believe in this defense, and that's why they're going to win this game. Bingo! That's why we've been winning. Yeah, this, this, the off, the where we will be disappointed 
And Stoner, you might be right. Taylor might lay a dud. But you know what? This defense is just playing so well right now. And Atlanta is not a team that I think is going to be the the one that breaks them. Hmm. Okay? Maybe they have problems with Saquon because he is an otherworldly talent. You know, Cordell Patterson's good. But if I'm putting them in tiers, Saquon and Cordell Patterson, there's probably a two-tier gap there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if we if we do special teams, then Cordell Patterson's at the top. But we're talking as offensive playmakers. Saquon is a much better offensive playmaker. That's the game that I might have some particular worries with. This game you. in Atlanta, nothing comes easy for Washington. Nothing comes easy. So I'm not trying to say this is going to be a you know a lock to win, but I'm confident in this defense doing its part. And the offense, as long as they have Joey Sly making 58-yard field goals, then they should be okay. Yeah. Uh, good. I hope both of you are right, and I hope on Day After Reckoning on Monday you guys can laugh at me and mock me and everybody – can come in here and tell me I'm an idiot and all that, but no, we won't do that. I just, I just don't, I just don't like, I just don't like how everything is falling into the place so easily, and that it's and everybody thinks we should win this game. We are going so, in black uniforms too, by the way. This is the one that breaks it. I haven't even yeah. given my score, by the way. I'm gonna go with oh, yeah. 24 to nine. Wow. Oh. Wow, I am going to mock you on Monday with the nine. There's, I mean, I, I get it. I know where you're coming from with Houston the nine. Houston scored 10. I mean, yeah, Houston scored 10, and they are a pathetic, or the word I like to use, they are a horrific poopy. offense and poopy, and they scored 10 points. You don't think this offense, which is the, what did I say, the 12th, the 12th highest scoring offense, they average 23 and a half? At, and that's the twelfth highest. That's so, 12th so, highest. Do, you, do you happen to have all those stats handy, or just Atlanta's real quick? Do you just need Atlantis. me to bring this up here? Just Atlanta's Atlantis. and Washington. Okay, let me go ahead and uh, I'm going to look up something then while I'm kind of talking here, and and this is just to kind of again get us talking about this particular thing here. I'm really just vamping, so someone else can save me a little bit here. I'm mm-hmm. going to go points per game, and. Well, Okay, so Washington's defense, as yeah. great as they are, they give up twenty points a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they do. You're you're right. So, so they give up twenty. Washington gives up twenty. Atlanta score. scores twenty three and a half, but somehow they're only going to get nine in this game. That doesn't add up. But I mean, it happens. But it, I'm it just saying, happen. it doesn't. And the, and the game I'm particularly looking at right now is the game of Dallas versus Minnesota. Minnesota. Had a better offense going into last week than Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Dallas, who does have a good defense, great defense, a great defense, shut them down. You're not, you don't think that Washington could do that against Mariota, Cordell Patterson, a rookie running back, you know, a rookie wide receiver. This, they're, I'm not saying it. it I just think that this is again a game where the defense is going to show up, and that's what I'm sorry. That's where I'm going for. Yeah. No, I think they certainly can, obviously, but I I just don't see it because of what they do well. They run the ball very very well, and they score. You said the same thing about Damian Pierce, and I don't even know who that is anymore after last week. 
And we said <laughs> the same thing about Philly. And I don't even know if it's Booby Miles, yeah. Boston Scott, Corey Clement, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's back there. You're right. You're right. It. They shut down. They shut down Minnesota. They shut down Dalvin Cook. They shut down for the most part. part. Uh, Derrick Henry. They they yeah. shut down Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in uh, Green in Bay. Green Bay. They shut down a lot of running ga- running games, and that's been very impressive. I just I just have a feeling about this that Atlanta is going to be able to run the ball, and they're going to control the clock. We're going to run the ball. We're going to control the clock. There's going to be like five possessions in the first half total something to that effect you know what i mean and then it's going to go into the half it's going to be like 10 7 and you're going to the second half and anything can happen so i just yeah. I, don't know. Lose. I even think my uh my 23 points for atlanta is probably a little high that's way oh they average that for this game right yeah, I'm just we'll, saying for this game, it's a little hot. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We are going to move into the cool down where we're going to give some game predictions, let you know what we're thankful for as well. Come here on the cool down. The cool down is brought to you by Manscaped. Ever since my Nathan started using their products, I can't cool down. Fellas, trust me, go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man, Nathan. 